Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's an up to McCaffrey. There he goes. It's a C-back This is Desmond Johnson on the Believe and Carolina Panthers podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe if you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available in your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. Adult hoodie season has arrived in the Carolinas, finally. Uh, welcome to another edition of the Carolina Panthers, Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, joined by former Panther running back Jonathan Stewart, Sports Illustrated beat writer Skylar Callahan. Uh, you can definitely find all of these episodes on the Believe Podcast Network, the best network for growing professionals. Um, guys, we got a lot to get into here, a, a short amount of time. The biggest story with the Panthers that's happened this week, I'm, I'm kind of glad that we waited. We usually do this on a Thursday, but we waited an extra day. Uh, and in that day that we waited, uh, the Panthers kind of became front page. Thanks to Mr. Dan Orlovsky over at ESPN NFL Live. Um, we'll get into that in a bit. I know a lot of people got a lot of questions on whether or not the stuff that Dan showed was actually accurate or not. Skyler just came back from the press conference a few moments ago with head coach Matt Rule. Matt Rule actually addressed it, so we'll get into that as well. And, of course, it is Thursday. Oh, well, excuse me, it's Friday. It's the end of the week. It's the preview show. And if it's the preview show, that means we got to tell them why you're mad in there. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why we mad. I'm going to tell you why we mad. So we'll get to that as well. Things we're mad about this week. There might be some repeat offenders uh, in this week's episode. <laughs> so we'll get into that too. But before we get into all of that, let's talk about our sponsors at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA. NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, B L E A V 50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. And where we start today, uh, yesterday, I was poking around on Twitter looking for something to get me mad for the segment for today. And I stumbled across this. Uh, Dan Orlovsky had just gone on NFL Live and broke down the Panthers' offense orchestrated by offensive coordinator Ben McAdoo and quarterback Baker Mayfield. I, if you haven't seen it yet, the video talks for itself. So what I'm going to do is uh, pull off our, our little cover there, and I'm going to go ahead and show what Dan – it's about two minutes long. Then we're going to react to it. Head coach Matt Rule actually responded to it, so we'll react to that as well. This is courtesy of ESPN and NFL Live. 
So, so this, this is my favorite tape, tape of the year so far. Straight up, this is unacceptable. It's candidly coaching malpractice. And, and any Panthers fan from home, you literally need to go send this to the Panthers organization. So I want everyone to pay attention to where Christian McCaffrey is. Now, we have him ringed, okay? The big main focus is look at his alignment in relation to Baker Mayfield. It is clearly obvious that he is one yard behind Baker Mayfield. I can tell you right now, the defense is looking at this in the shotgun when um, Christian McCaffrey is one yard behind Baker Mayfield. It is an RPO or an obvious run. Okay, you guys, there's an RPO of top slant, but he is going to hand that ball off at the backside pulling guard. He pulls it to make this throw. The result doesn't matter. Remember, one yard behind the quarterback, it is going to be an obvious run. Now, there's McCaffrey ringed again. Now look where he is. He is hip to hip with Baker Mayfield. He's on the same plane. He's not backwards. We're in the gun. Now, now everyone, everyone at home, pay attention. attention. It's, it's an, an obvious, obvious passing, passing situation. situation. Here, Here comes the screen to Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. No, no, these, these are, are not cherry pick clips. I can, I can show you later on the game. game. This, this is the very next shotgun snap. snap. Now, now everybody at home that was paying attention to our first clip. Christian McCaffrey was one yard behind Baker Mayfield, and I told you it was an RPO run. You should, you should be able, able to guess, guess what's going to happen here. Here, here comes, comes the RPO run. run. That ball's going to get handed off to Christian McCaffrey because he was one yard behind Baker Mayfield. Dan, these are not cherry pick clips. clips. Let's go to the very next shot and snap. Christian McCaffrey is where? Lateral to Baker Mayfield. He's not one yard behind him. He's hip to hip on the same plane. Everybody at home should be able to pay attention. When he's right next to Baker Mayfield, when it comes to his depth, there's going to be a pass. They fake the jet sweep. McCaffrey goes downfield. Right now, the Carolina Panthers are giving away the play, whether run or pass, to the defenses. I'm not sitting here telling everybody that Baker Mayfield is playing great or that their offensive line is a dominant unit. But every single snap in these games, when Christian McCaffrey is one yard behind Baker Mayfield in the shotgun, it is a run or an RPO. When Christian McCaffrey is next to Baker Mayfield with his depth, it is a pass. That is unacceptable in the NFL for the Carolina Panthers coaching staff. It's like a pitcher tipping his pitches. When you're in the shotgun, the defense knows the play. Okay. Um so so there's that <laughs> and now uh head coach matt rule actually was uh, of course asked this question in the press conference today and uh scholars came from that so before we even discuss all this let's, let's hear matt rule's side of this uh this video is actually courtesy of our friend uh joe person over at the athletic if i can grab it here real quick um and, and it seems like it's divided between the, the the press and the fans in terms of which one's actually uh correct so let's uh hear matt rules side of this here i saw i saw i saw a decent thing um you know, you know I, I think it's i think that this is i've been around you know i've been around a lot of seen enough coaches so i think the coaches you know it's gonna be this it's gonna be this and it's wrong you know i mean um i disagree with it um you know for us uh, we, we put, put Christian at that depth, like, like you know, we are kind of getting into our one set, and um, uh, from that, from that, we either run it, you don't read it, you RPO it, run it to the left, run it to the same side, run. Our, our biggest pass play was from that backfield set that we down play action off of it. So if you tell me that we line up in a formation and we run it, we throw it, we play action from there, it's pretty balanced. So if you're saying that they knew whether we were running or passing, I would say, well, how, how come we're Okay, so there's a lot to uh, dig in there. Um, 
<laughs> with this. Uh, let me start with Skyler because Skyler, you just came back from the press conference and you you said you kind of spoke to some of the other uh, Panther beat writers in there. What's the the sentiment amongst the press that's reporting on this uh, in terms of if, if Dan was actually right or not? Dan's wrong regardless of what people think. I'm just going to lay it this way. Dan was wrong to go out there and and just flat out call out the Panthers in the way that he did because when you go back and watch the tape, you have to have clear evidence. I can tell you Dan Orlovsky did not watch all 52 snaps of the Carolina Panthers game against the New York Giants. I don't think anybody is, would be surprised by that either. He didn't – yes, he, he said he didn't cherry-pick plays. He cherry-picked the plays. There's there's one play in particular. I, I don't know which one that, that it was off the top of my head, but one of the ones that he showed where he's trying to explain, you, yes, it's a, it's a run if it's this, it's a pass if it's this. The very next play that he did not show – I think it was either the next play or the two plays after – it was the complete opposite of what he had just said that was what was going to happen. So, like, for Dan Orlovsky to tee it up like that on Twitter to get the, the fans all riled up and say, you know, I've got some stuff coming for you, Panthers fans. The Panthers are giving away their plays. He's literally trying to get a reaction, okay? Um, so that's, that's the first thing. Secondly, is Dan wrong in his assessment? Yes, 100%. Again, watch the tape. You don't, it doesn't take that much to figure it out. Now, when you're in, when you're running offense, right, there's really four things that can happen. You run the ball, you pass the ball, you play action it, or you RPO. Four things, right? There's going to be percentages in every single formation that you line up in, like Matt was talking about. In certain looks that you give a defense, the defense is already going to know those percentages in their head. Okay, this is 70% run. This is a 60% pass. This is maybe a 20% play action. Like there's going to be different percentages for every formation. There's only so many things you can do off of a certain look. And I, I don't see any consistencies at all in terms of just giving plays away. Now, yes, you're going to see trends. That's going to happen. I think even Tony Dungy said something about that on Twitter. So like it was just a bad idea for Dan to do that anyways. And I kind of feel for Matt in this sense because, like, no one's going to believe him, right? The, the fan base hates Matt Rule. They want him fired. Yeah, I don't and they're not going to believe anything that he says. But I'm telling you, when I'm saying this, like, that he's right, he is actually in the right here. Stu? Yeah, I actually saw the um, clips being played last night on – on uh, and you had yeah you actually tagged me in one, and, and I initially liked it because I was like oh it's C Mac, <laughs> 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 and then I took my butt to bed because I was tired, um, messing around with this President's Cup out here in Charlotte, uh, but um, but nah man, that would just be really basic elementary football fundamentals right that you're really saying to christian whose football iq is through the roof what's dan's last name orlovsky 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 he was former detroit line quarterback his his claim to fame he was the dude that ran out of the end zone 
Do you remember a couple years back? Nah, I don't know who he I is. Dan, but that's I Dan. Mean, it's, it's Dan for like Dan Dan Orlovsky Orlovsky. Shame, <laughs> shame on you, bud, for clickbait. You know what you was doing. This is what this is what day and age we live in, where people yep. will do and say anything for clickbait. You play quarterback, you say. Well, how long did you play quarterback for? I think 12 years, I think. My yeah. gosh, yeah. even more disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on now. Hold on. Because I, I, I got to give some frame to all of this because I did start seeing people saying online, you know, hey, oh, he cherry-picked, he cherry-picked. John Ellis from the Roar podcast, uh, another Carolina Panthers podcast, he's pretty well-known in terms of a he's a film dude like he he pours through film and um he posted the the first 30 shotgun snaps for the panthers of that game and i sat there and watched them this morning and it was right like if if he's lined up behind like that it was rpo if he's lined up side by side with him it was a pass like every time and it was like 30 shotgun snaps so i don't know this is what i'll tell you from my experience of being in the backfield you obviously don't want to tip off the defense of anything that you're doing. You try to, I at, at least, you know, in the offenses that I played in, you know, especially out of the gun, ever since I was in Oregon, you want to be consistent every play. If I can line up in one position and get the job done, whether it's a pass play, whether it's an RPO, whether it's a run, whether it's a play action out of the gun, I'm going to try to line up there every single time. Now, the quarterback adjust, you know, Cam, when I played with Cam, you know, Cam would move all over the place sometimes, you know, go up to the line, check, especially if it's an away game, um, you know, going up to the offensive line so they can hear you, get back to your spot so you can hurry up and snap the ball. Um, And you might be out of position, but you adjust on the snap, right? So the only time that you really, you know, readjust your alignment or at least that I did was if you needed to get to set to set the edge on a rollout pass or you need to get out quick for a bullet route um of those things um I mean if those things are are true which I don't think they are where they're telling Christian hey line up this way when you run the ball Line up this way when we're passing the ball. Line up this way when you're RPO. Um, I just can't see that to be true. What if it is? That That's kind of my <laughs> – what if it is? Like, I actually sent this to a couple of uh, high school coaches uh, last night, too, just to get their opinion on it. And they were all like, oh, yeah, this team in our, our division, they do the same thing. I will, I, I, I will say, you know, the depth of – you know, where you stand in, in the shotgun and shotgun um, for taking a carry. It's a lot. It's a lot easier route from the backfield to get adjusted to take the handoff if you're running inside zone. And it's a lot easier to run outside zone if you're lined up right with the quarterback because you're going right across the face. Now, like I said, I can't see them telling these guys that this is what we want want happening. I don't see this being a thing really until they tell us that it's a thing. But they'll never tell us. They'll, they'll and never and tell the us thing is, too, a lot of people don't. And I'm not saying 
like John Ellis doesn't know what he's talking about because he does. He he clearly does. Um, yeah. he, he does really good work. I'm saying more of the average fan that doesn't really understand the X's and O's of things. Play action and RPO can be confusing to just an average ordinary fan because they to, to them it just looks the same. Right. Play action is predetermined. You already know what's right. going to happen. Yeah. RPO is after the snap, you you're reacting to what the defense is giving you. Right. So to me, I, I think that can be confusing to fans. And plus, like like Matt said, if they knew what they were doing, they wouldn't have had as much success running the balls. They did. Somebody said, oh, well, that's just because Christian McCaffrey had a big 49 yard run. Take the 49 yard run out. They're still averaging four and a half yards a carry. I, I mean, mean <laughs> Some of that just be contributed to it was week two and there was still the you know, not tackling properly going on or I don't know. I'm I, I'm not really at this point. I'm not on either side. I'm, I'm upset if it's true. I would rather not be upset because it's not true. And, I just, and more eyes are going to be watching this offense on Sunday. I just think before. I just think Dan 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 is wrong for <laughs> for how he did this. It's not good media. It's not good. It's not good football intelligence. It's legitimately looking at something and saying, how can I make a point? How can I be the guy that people draw their answers from? And he did it based off of something that is a little skewed. So unless you have legitimately legitimate facts here as far as what the Panthers intentions are and their in their in their in their play calling and and their formations and whatnot keep keep your mouth shut I mean I think Dan actually picked the Panthers to be a wild card team at the beginning of this year too so I don't well, think it's he, like you, them, hey, you, remember, you remember what I said though right <laughs> that we 10 wins this year and the people that fall off that wagon Dan if you fell off, if you fell off that wagon, let me know. Because so, if you did, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to leave you on the side of the road. Bud. So now, I'm, now this makes this Panther Saints game even more uh, curious because I was thinking about it. I'm like, well, okay, when they're running RPO, how many times did Baker actually run it in the RPO? Maybe only two or three times. Like, I mean, literally, it was an RPO. But if that if that quarterback's not a threat to run. It's just a play action pass, pretty much. Like, it, there's no difference if Baker's not a threat. Now, he did take off a couple of times. I don't know if those were called runs or he just saw a hole and everything was breaking down. I don't know. But looking at what they were doing, I was looking at other stuff in that film that Dan showed. There were a couple of times where, when they were running that and, and McCaffrey got the ball in the backfield, there were four Giants back there. I don't know if it's because they knew he was coming with the ball or uh, run blocking you gotta or, or whatever. You, you know? got to understand defenses will definitely pick up on whatever it is that they're picking up on, but they also watch film, right? If it's second and five, they have a second and five list of plays that the Panthers are going to run that they think they're going to run. It's, right. a, it's all based off of situational football. These guys are not being paid to look at a guy lined up and saying, oh, they're going to run this play because Christian McCaffrey is lined up a certain way. If they did that, they would get beat. Because I, I would trick you every time if I knew you were doing that. Yeah, I'd line up there and then take off down the, down the sideline. That's a good point. Like, if you think about it, like, a lot of people think defenses or defensive players react to what the offensive players do. And a lot of times I don't really think that's the case because as a defensive player, you can't always be reactive to what the off like a receiver or a running back is going to do because if you do, you're going to be in trouble. Like, you're gonna be, you're gonna you have to know – 
Yeah. Yeah. You, you have to know the percentages, the situations like per like just just as an example, like like Stu said, second and five. You're going to know that just flat out on second and five, there's this percent that they're going to run the ball, this percent they're going to pass the ball. Then you break it down from there. OK, what are the looks out of that? The formations that they're going to be running? What side of the field are they going to be looking to? What what receivers are they going to be looking at on these situations? Like it is very, very detailed. They are not going to sit back and react to what the offense does all the time. Right. So, okay, so let's go into tell them why you're mad, and then we got to get to the our picks for Panthers Saints and uh, keys to this game. Panthers at home. Uh, I've heard people toss around the must win thing. I've thought every every game was a must win. Like in the NFL, it doesn't really. There is no, uh, you know, you're playing a. Uh, a lower level college team or something, you guys can kind of take it easy after the first half. That don't happen in the NFL. Like even the teams that are not very good are still going to be very competitive on Sunday and you rarely see blowouts. So most of these games end up being kind of like the way Carolina's lost the past two weeks, one possession type games. It comes down the last five minutes of the fourth quarter, that type of thing. Um, but before we get to that preview, this is a our new thing. We started last week. It's, it's in our preview episodes it's uh, basically tell them why you're mad. What got you mad this week? Actually, my, one of these might be Dan Orlovsky. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. Let's uh, hit uh, – Skylar, you can go first here. What um, did you see this week? It just has to be football-related. It doesn't have to necessarily have to do with the Panthers. But what did you see this week that uh, got you hot? Hmm. Man, there's there's so much stuff that you could tell me. <laughs> so um, much hate. I want to get out of my heart right now. <laughs> Man, man, man. If, if we're talking about a from a, a betting perspective, I hated everything. So um, but no, we'll go, we'll go with uh let, let's go with the the Raiders. Okay? okay. What is up with every single year the national media just falls in love with the Raiders in the preseason? Why? They haven't proven anything, they haven't done anything. They've been average, they've been below average for I don't know how many years now. Derek Carr. He's a decent quarterback, right? He's not He's not going to get you to the promised land. I'm sorry. Devontae Adams is a great – I wouldn't say. No. He's not, no. It, is he any different from Ryan Tannehill? I mean, he may be a little bit better. I'm I'm a little bit better. He's yeah. better than Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. He's he's better than Ryan Tannehill, but I think that the the separation between them two and, like, in Carr taking that next step to being, like, a top 10 quarterback is, like, it's kind of close. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think it's – I don't think he's near the top of the league. But my thing is Devontae Adams, and I, I'll even say this, maybe just big-time acquisitions. Like, you got Devontae Adams going to the Raiders. You got Russell Wilson going to the Broncos. And all of a sudden, these guys are just expected to change the expectations for those teams. Mm-hmm. I hate to tell you, but Justin Herbert's still in that division. Patrick Mahomes is, is still in that division. Like – there's no room for those two teams to climb. And I, I don't see it with the Las Vegas Raiders. It's been a thing for the last three years. Everyone wants to hop on that bandwagon. You know, you get Devontae Adams, you get Josh McDaniels now as a spray offensive coordinator. They just blew a 23 nothing game to Arizona. Yeah. He's not a very these, well coached team. Some of these divisions that we thought were going to be really hard uh, in preseason and in the offseason have actually gone the other way. Uh, AFC West, um, the AFC North, uh, I think a lot of people thought that division was going to be really hard, and it's kind of stumbling a little bit too. Stu, you've had a couple days to stew on it. Tell them why you mad. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. 
Yeah, man. Uh, let me tell you why I'm mad. Um, I'm mad for two things. Oh, not just one. <laughs> recent, recent upset is the fact that last night. Okay, I'm not a betting man, but I know a lot of people out there right now are gonna appreciate <laughs> the fact that I seen what happened in people's pockets. Oh no! <laughs> what happened? The end of the game. The Steelers, man. And what I'm really mad about is the fact that you're doing this with Coach Tomlin. Mike Tomlin, one of the greatest coaches alive. Man, nine seconds left on the game. And here we go. We're doing the little, you know, toss the prayer around play. And the Steelers fumble it. And the Browns recovered in the end zone. Oh, Oh, my God. Oh my goodness! <laughs> where, where is uh... <laughs> now? My heart don't hurt, but it hurts for those that have invested thoroughly into betting on whatever spread you was planning on having. That's the way it ended. It didn't end on a, you know, a, a nice comeback. You know, point differential. It ended with that. So I feel for you guys that have put your money where your mouth was or where your heart was, and you came out. With a loss, with a straight L. Um, so that's one. My second one is why haven't the Cincinnati Bengals found out how to protect Joe Burrow? They're gonna get him killed. I thought they re- I thought they redid the line. They did. That's the bad thing. What in the world? Like they're Man. gonna get this dude destroyed. Like before he gets to year three, it's crazy how many times he gets sacked. I mean, thir- is it 13 times this year? He's yeah, the league. two games. <laughs> two games. <laughs> 13 times. So that, and that's just sacked. Not the, minute, not the amount of times that he's been hit. You know, so Cincinnati Bengals, front office, owner. If he gets sacked more than four times this week, somebody needs to get fired. <laughs> Straight up. Look, I told you about Cincinnati. Like, for, I'm 44 years old. Never in my life has Cincinnati been good two years in a row. Like, they made it make, to the Super Bowl a couple times. Make Desmond Johnson wrong. <laughs> I don't buy it. I don't buy it. It's Cincinnati, man. The owner's still the same. They, they they lucked out by getting the number one pick in the draft. And Burrow was a clear-cut choice that year. He threw 60 touchdowns that year for LSU. So they couldn't really mess that up. But there's a whole lot of stuff around them they can mess up. So I'm just kind of waiting for the fallout for – uh, for Cincinnati, I was gonna, I was gonna put Ben McAdoo as the uh, reason why I was hating, but I had him last week. He was gonna be a repeat offender. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we messed up. I'm gonna tell you why we messed up. But I'm gonna save him because I'm sure he's gonna give me reason to bring him back along maybe by next <laughs> week. Uh, I'm, I am mad at college football, in particular the ACC and really all the, the Power Five schools. Why are you playing football on a Friday night? Mm. Virginia and Syracuse play tonight at 7 p.m. on ESPN. They're hyping it as a big game or whatnot. Syracuse 3-0, Virginia's 2-1. Friday's for high school football. Like, I've seen over the years where the NFL has started to trickle into these other days where we're at a point now where you've got Thursday night football uh, after was it after Thanksgiving. They start running Saturday games. Uh, of course, Sunday, Monday night football. So you got four days on the calendar, basically. Once you get past a certain point, our NFL, they don't mess with Friday. College football... Hell, Skyler, you had to do a college football game last night or whatever. So, I mean, them playing on Thursday nights, 
Uh, that's fine, I guess. But Friday night should be sacred. Friday night should be for high school football. And for you to put a game on like that on Fridays just to try to capture an audience, to me, it takes away from the, the purity of football. Like high school football, it's when it's still pure. You're not getting paid for it. You're playing for the love of the game. You're still learning the game. And the college football world benefits from that. So for you to play a game on a Friday night on a national level, when you know everybody in the country is playing high school football, that bothers me. Like it just really, it really bothers me. So that's something that I'm mad about. That even though I was mad, even more so than Ben McAdoo this week. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we mad, son. I'm gonna tell you why we mad, son. Because y'all kind of did a good job. You did a good. Y'all did a good job walking me off the. I want to go find Ben McAdoo and like fist fight him in the street, like thing. Yeah, I'm I'm for real. I came in here like, whoo, I'm hot on some Ben McAdoo right now. I am. You drank your cold water. You drank your cold (laughs) water on Tuesday. Really? I was like, yeah, let's go. I'm ready. And then uh, you guys came in and cooled me down. So I appreciate y'all. I ain't gonna lie. Like when I when I was in high school, we had games and the rare occasion that there was a West Virginia game on on Friday, I was so ticked. Yeah, because like, I mean, you, you don't get to watch the game like that. Yes. That sucks, especially when you're, you know, you know, West Virginia people like that. That's that's their 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 thing every week. That's that's their their life and death. You know, West Virginia yeah. football. But, yeah. um, but yeah, I agree. I mean, I it's agree. Friday Night Lights for a reason, man. It's right. the, it's yeah. it's the purity of why the sport is so good. I think you know, it was like two years ago. Wake Forest played like two Friday night games in a row or something. And uh, I'm here in the area. I'm literally 10 minutes from Winston-Salem. And uh, I do high school football on Friday nights out here. And you could see in the stands that it was it was kind of thinned out. You know, I think the fair was here, too, or something at the same time. So there was just other things to go do. And uh, people didn't come to the games that week. And a lot of it's because Wake Forest was – they were playing like Florida State or somebody on a Friday night. So it was like a big game in winston and that's 40,000 people, just like not in high school stadiums. They're over at Wake Forest watching a football game on a Friday night. They could have been played at noon on a Saturday, and it would have been the same amount of people, same amount of fun. So that's all TV-driven, um, but it is what it is. Panthers, Saints, week three. Real quick, guys, give me your prediction on this game and give me your biggest key to a Panther victory Monday. Uh, Stu, let's start off with you. Um, You know, I guess the last time they played the Saints, they lost – it was a meaningless game for us, probably. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I think it's part um, of this nine game losing streak. <laughs> it's in there but, somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, I think this is going to be a, a turnaround game for us. Um, there's a lot of upside for, I think, the Carolina Panthers going into this game. There's a lot of guys on the squad that have LSU to, LSU ties, Louisiana Tech ties. Um, you know, Dante Jackson, Xavier Woods, like, you know, go go into these types of games um and t- with taking it a little bit personal, you know, like an opportunity to showcase your talent and showcase why you belong in the NFL, you know, in front of a you know, a, you know, your home base, you know what I'm saying, of where you once played. Um and I think, you know, just taking pride and stuff like that, you know, J.C. Horn, his, his pops played for the Saints. Um, and, you, and you notice the trend here, right? I'm talking about defensive guys. I'm talking about the secondary. This is the chance for you to get your confidence in this defense going, right? If I'm the, if I'm the defensive coordinator, I'm going to set up a way for my, D, my DBs to be all over the place, 
I'm talking Jeremy Chin, Xavier Woods. We we need we need some plays. We need some turnovers. Turnovers, yes. I think we're the only team in the league that hadn't caused a turnover. And Jameis Winston, ladies and gentlemen. I think Jameis Winston is he's got arm talent. But for whatever reason, you know, he's he's got the turnover bug. And so I hope that turnover bug goes well for us <laughs> and that he throws us some picks. And I think a large key to that is going to be for our defensive line and, you know, our, our, our linebackers there to, to be a force to be reckoned with for their offensive line. Um, he's been he's the number two most sacked person in the NFL. Um, so there should be no issue of getting to him. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm aware that he. Um, he's banged up a little bit. Um, but if you're going to suit up, that can't matter to us. Okay. Um, so you got to get after that guy and and know that he's going to be timid in that pocket because he's been dealing with some stuff. So you gotta, (laughs) you gotta make the best of the opportunity. Um, they got a lot of dudes on, uh, looking at the injury report, uh, for the Saints. I think. Yeah, and it's like some op-op. Jameis Winston's on here questionable with a back slash ankle. Was limited at practice Thursday. Alvin Kamara's limited with ribs. He was limited at practice Thursday. Uh, Taysom Hill's questionable. Ribs. Why do these dudes got their ribs <laughs> like messed yeah. up right now in New Orleans? Playing on um, that turf. Yeah. <laughs> now, for <laughs> us, the only two guys that I see, because I saw this big thing come up. Christian McCaffrey was on there yesterday or something. Uh, ankle stiffness or whatever. He made a, a joke about it. Uh, in the locker room yesterday that if his name is report it's just like big news <laughs> across yeah. the board but uh the only guys we have really i'm looking at today stanley thomas oliver the third's questionable he did not practice uh today he's listed as questionable uh for sunday and dante jackson's questionable with a hamstring so uh McCaffrey's name's not on here um skyler your your big key to a panther victory monday Oh, did, I mean, oh, wait, I'm sorry, Stu. Prediction: uh, Panther Saints. What's your what you got for score? Uh, I'm gonna go 24-17. Panthers. Panthers. Absolutely, brother. What you <laughs> <laughs> I gotta clarify. I gotta clarify. You ain't, know, no, cl- ain't no clarity, boy. We could be somebody out there watching hey, this going. Oh, F- Saints to beat us. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. No matter what. <laughs> no matter what. Out to the to the grave, fella. To the grave, I'm riding with these Panthers. Love it. I love it. Uh, Stu, Stu's not it. trying to make any headlines. No, he's trying to, <laughs> to the grave. Uh, Skyler, what's up, man? Uh, what's the biggest key for you? Out of all the stuff you've seen this week, and especially this tail end stuff with Dan and everything else, uh, plus the two games we've actually watched them play, we got a chance to sit back and go, you know what? They lost on two long end field goals pretty much in the last three minutes of, of the game, both games. They were in both. We've been used to that in the Matt Rule era. They just haven't been able to pull them out. What's your key to this game, Panther Saints, uh, 1 p.m. on Fox on uh, Sunday? Well, I mean, Stu hit it right on the head. Uh, you, you've got to be able to, to create turnovers. And if you, this is really a, a golden opportunity to do so because you got 30 for 30 rolling in. And, <laughs> yes, and you sir. got a, a, a chance to have him banged up already. So he might want to get the ball out a little quicker, might force some things. Um, you know, I think it comes down to, to turnovers, number one. And, and number two, I think it's third downs, really both sides of the ball. I don't know how many third and nine, third and ten, third and twelves that the defense gave up last week. You got to get off the field. 
Um, that's first and foremost. Second, um, on offense, you've got to be able to, to, to sustain sustain drives and avoid those four or five play drives. I don't know how many short drives that they had. Again, that's that's something we talked about earlier in the week. It was time of possession and the amount of total plays that they've ran. That's that's got to change. You can't be getting you know twenty one minutes of of possession a game, you're going to lose games like that. Like you, you, unless you're hitting, you know, big explosive plays, which this offense is not doing right now. So um, third downs are huge and turnovers, but I'm I'll go. Uh, I'm back and forth on this one. I, I'll go. Panthers 22, 19. The uh, saints are three point favorite on the road uh, coming into bank of America stadium uh, this Sunday. I think for me, both of you guys kind of talked about it. And Skylar, you really hit it on the time of possession thing. I want to see a dedicated uh, focus on the run game. Like we, we've we talked about this. Christian McCaffrey is healthy as well, as healthy as he's going to be week three of the season. Use him while you have him healthy. Run the ball with him. I want McCaffrey identity. identity. Yeah, we don't have an identity on offense. We're going to week three of the season, and I still have no idea what our offense is supposed to be known for. Start early and often. I don't care if he's getting three yards of carry or whatever. You gotta you gotta get the offensive line in the mentality of we're we're gonna own this game today and we're gonna do it by running it down their throat. Like we'll we'll pass off of it, we'll everything else will come off of it. But we've learned this over the entire time McCaffrey's been here. If you get him involved in the game early and you get that defense thinking about where he is instead of how we're gonna this how we're gonna defend this play, they start thinking about how we're gonna defend McCaffrey. Then it opens up for everybody else. And, like, I don't understand why they tend to go away from their playmakers during the game. Like, after they get hot or have a big play, then you don't see them for a while. Keep – just keep it simple. Like, it feels like they're outthinking themselves. Keep it simple. Give it to McCaffrey. Find DJ Moore. You've got dudes on the sideline. I did hear Rule say something early in the week about wanting to see more wide receivers on the field. I I, I agree with that. It feels like they're only using – uh, Robbie Sorry. Anderson, DJ Moore, and Shai Smith. I think that's the three that have been out there. Uh, Terrence Marshall hasn't seen the field yet this year. Um, Rashard Higgins was Baker Mayfield's favorite target in Cleveland. Why is he not out there? Like It's stuff like that that they need to work on. They should have been working on this in the, in the preseason and training camp instead of week three of the, of the regular season. And I think back to Darnold and uh, Baker sharing snaps. In hindsight, I don't know why they even bothered to do that because we all knew coming in that they traded for Baker for him to be the starter. There was no reason to uh, extend that olive branch to Sam Darnold. You know, it's a business. You you had a year to prove you could do it here, and you couldn't prove it. So why why do that and make it where let's not hurt Sam's feelings. Let's make it where it's going to look like it's competition, and then we're going to give it to Baker. We all knew Baker was going to be the starting quarterback going into this year, and I think it's stunted Baker's growth in this offense so far. So we're – a couple weeks behind where we probably should be. So that's my thing. Use your best weapon. Use Christian McCaffrey. Run the ball. Uh, I think the Saints might be without Kamara uh, Sunday too. So they're going to probably rely on throwing the ball a lot with Jameis, like y'all said. Turnovers are probably a possibility. Every time we see Jameis those, that's out there, uh, he gets a little jittery. You can fluster him. So I expect a, a good defensive showing from Phil Snow's boys. But other than that, if I don't see McCaffrey with at least – Prefer in a perfect world, 25 touches combined, rushing and, and passing. Like, if we can get him 25 touches in the game, I feel pretty good about our chances. If we don't, 
and we're under point or whatever, then I don't. <laughs> my thing is like you're these first two games, you're averaging twenty to twenty-two minutes of time of possession, right? When you have Christian McCaffrey and that defense, shouldn't it be the other team that's only getting like twenty minutes a game? Like yes, I, I don't understand why that's not an emphasis of playing clock control. I, I really yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we mess up. I'm gonna tell you why we mess up. That's why, right there. That that's why. <laughs> that yeah. one tidbit right there. That's the team we want to be. Is the team we're actively trying to be the opposite of, and that doesn't make enough sense to me. Yeah. So, uh, on that note, um, I think we're all picking the Panthers to win this game. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm actually gonna go 24 13, uh, Carolina, to go with this whole. They got to keep them under 17 points thing. <laughs> so let's see if that's actually accurate or not. I'm going to go 24-13 Carolina. Uh, they get their first win of the season, and Matt Rule's hot seat cools down just a little bit. Although I heard David Tepper was at practice uh, earlier this week, and that's never He's been good. there all week. Oh, oh. <laughs> so that's never good. Been there all week. He pops up all week long to see what the hell you guys are doing with my money. Like, that's – it's hot. It's a hot, yeah. hot, hot seat right now. So this – this game could be interesting for for Matt Rule and uh, I will say I will say, man, the Panther fans, just just keep your cool. You know what I'm saying? Things gonna start turning around. This is a good offense. This is a good defense. They got good. They have a good offensive coordinator. You know what I'm saying? It, it just takes some time sometimes for a certain group of guys to get things going. Okay, so yeah. like I, I believe that the system. Is, is very much so fit for Baker, and they're going to find their way to get the guys the ball necessary that to win these games. I mean, we haven't seen half of the guys you know, in the receiving core um, contribute yet, and so it's a lot of you know finding their way right now um, in that whole path, and I think once they figure it out, which is a game like this, um, and even sometimes too, like you know, from an offensive coordinator standpoint, before you play one division game, you might not want to show your cards. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. this this game this 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 game is is an important one. All the games are important, but this one is definitely important because you win this game. Now you sitting there looking at the in the division. You looking at the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, especially if they lose to the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, Tampa hasn't looked all that great either. They're two yeah. zero, but they don't look like world beaters right now for this sure. Is a- a three-game home stretch too. You don't really see that in the NFL very often. Yeah, you gotta take so, advantage of that. Yep. So we're gonna we're gonna get out of here. Uh, we're gonna you know, cheer on the Panthers for uh, hopefully a Panthers victory Monday when we see you guys again next week. We'll recap Panthers versus Saints. Uh, might do a little factor fiction after we get through week through across the uh, NFL and more. Uh, follow Stu. He's got his uh, Twitter handle there. Uh, Callahan is at Callahan underscore on Twitter. I'm at Des uh, underscore 3505. For Jonathan Stewart, for Skylar Callahan, I'm Desmond Johnson. This is the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast. We will see you Monday with a brand new episode. Keep pounding. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.